Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this special bonus episode, we discuss the vault inventory list, a possible streaming deal for Prince Music with a possible Grammy tribute, Universal's merchandising deal, and Title's issues with the estate. We also discuss a new school built in Prince's honor, as well as a whole lot of upcoming performances in L.A. by Purple Friends. And now, he don't buy gold by the ounce, Dr. Funkenberry. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is a special episode with how much has been going on in the world. We need to throw this one at you. We will be back on Thursday for another episode. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on Stitcher, on iTunes, everywhere. Telling your friends about us, telling your mom about us, telling your coworkers. We appreciate it. Thank you for the love. What's up, Chris? Dr. Funkenberry, what's up, man? You said Funkenberry like it's a three-letter name. <laughs> <laughs> Three-word name. Wow. Three it's a little bit late, y'all. Sorry. Yeah. That's right. No, this is, we got so much to talk about. I'm actually, I'm really excited about this episode. There's so much news that came out. Three letter name. I'm not going to get over that. I'm not going to live it down. Someone's going to tweet that at me and I'll be like, oh Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Cheese and rice. Um, First things first, before we get to all the print stuff was a lot. Let's just cover some stuff that's happened over the past few days. Uh, The Emmys, much love to Atlanta. Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish. Yes. La La Land. La La Land cleaned up. My gosh. The most ever. I saw the movie. I liked it. Didn't care too much for the ending. Everyone is just in love with the movie. I liked it. But uh, that's all I can say. I don't want to discuss or give away any spoilers. I want to support Hidden Figures. I want to support Fences. I want to support Moonlight. Much love to the people that can get the titles right. Let's not make a big deal out of it. You know, although they weren't mixing La La Land with uh, the winter movie. Uh, it wasn't La La Land by the Sea, you know, but yeah, right. let's just get over it. It was by accident. It wasn't done on purpose, you know, so... Just, I appreciate the Emmys. Thought it was good. Glad that Tracy Ellis Ross won. I'm glad that Atlanta and Donald Glover won. Meryl Streep's speech, we're not even going to get into because it's just been blown over for the past two days. Like, it's just too much, you know. And a great championship college football game. I'm not really into it, but. That was awesome. Perhaps, perhaps, as great as Nick Saban is, it's a little bit of arrogance. As much as you didn't want your offensive coordinator to be the one calling the games a week before the championship game, perhaps it wasn't the smartest move because the quarterback is having a different person in their ear than they had all year for the biggest game of the year. You know, and it's interesting because it's two former USC football coaches from Lane Kiffin to Steve Sarkisian. Right. Stark- right. Kardashian. <laughs> Sarkisian. Uh, but a great game, um, but maybe just not the smartest thing to change streams a week before the games. But great Emmys 
didn't think Fallon was that great. I did find it funny that as soon as he started the show, his monitor wasn't working and it's a Dick Clark production thing. And we just talked last week how Mariah Carey's monitor and sound wasn't working at the Dick Clark Productions New Year's Rock and Eve. So it's just interesting that those two things happened. And as we all said, Mariah's career isn't over. I'm sure Fallon's career as hosting events isn't over, although maybe next time he should have Justin Timberlake host with him. Now, on that note, let's get to all this Prince news. Yes. Yes. That's just been happening since last Friday, like with uh, basically what is inside the vault and his bank accounts with the freaking 67 bars of gold that are $800,000, one bank account that had $55,000 in it. Then it was four different bank accounts separate with 110000 But another thing they had was a complete... Well, to me, it's an incomplete list of the vault, of what's in the vault, because you didn't have Adonis and Bathsheba and a few other songs I'm aware of in that vault listing of 906 songs. Like, as you saw, the document, Chris, is about 47 pages long. I'm sure that you're still going through it. I'm still going through it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's now, a lot to take in, but it's uh, a uh, Now, what's interesting is... Um, I remember hanging out with Prince and he brought up the perfume company, <laughs> the one that uh, did the 3121 perfume. Let me tell you something. Those guys would be at the Roosevelt shows, the 3121 Roosevelt shows, hobnobbing with the celebrities, all happy to be doing business with Prince. They were at the Target Center with a stack load of tickets. Um, they wanted Prince to promote the perfume, but they asked him to do Oprah specifically. Not Ellen, not The Tonight Show, but Oprah. And Oprah, because she was supposed to book Prince back in the year 2000 for Rave, and then he pulled out. Then that was her second time kind of being burned by Prince because she was a little bit upset that he kind of gave the exclusive of the baby passing away to Brian Gumbel on the Today Show a few weeks after the Oprah interview aired where she asked him about the baby and he said, all is good. Right. So when Prince wanted to go on Oprah to not only promote the perfume, but his 21 nights book, Oprah said, I want you on my show, but just not now. So when they say, and this is in the documents, and this is why I'm getting to it. When they say that Prince didn't fulfill his obligation to promote the perfume, he wanted to do Oprah, Oprah wouldn't let him. You know, that was a problem. But the thing is, is the perfume company sued him and Patrick Cousins, this lawyer, was representing him. Uh, he wasn't paid yet for services and anyone who's worked for Prince, you kind of don't get paid on time. So the date of the court appearance, uh, Patrick didn't tell Prince about it. Patrick just decided not to show up and they ruled in favor of the perfume company for $4.4 million. Oh my God. Four because he didn't show up. show up. Million dollars. So I'm hanging out with Prince after he whipped me in ping pong. He says that I owe four, 4.4 million to the perfume company. I was told by a judge I owe that. I'm not paying them. Come get my money. I'm not going to give you my money. 
come get my money. He brought up a thing in Ireland where he was supposed to do a show, and he didn't, and got sued by the promoters. Then they got the money, and then he was telling me how a promoter that wanted to work with him actually paid what he was owed in court. And he still hasn't worked with him yet, but plan on working him in the future, working with him in the future. But he was adamant when it came to the perfume company, come get my money. I'm not giving you my money. And what did the perfume company do? (laughs) They came after his money. They put a lien on Paisley Park, tax lien. So he had to pay it. Now, another interesting thing in this 47-page list, 49, he took out a copyright trademark on Prince Tribute. (laughs) What? What? You can't, you can't, I can't have a thing called the Prince Tribute show or the Prince Tribute. He, <laughs> the, the Paisley Park Estates, that belongs to them now. And Prince Tribute is trademarked. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And then another thing that we know of with the gold bars, like he had zero stocks and bonds. He clearly only trusted real estate as an investment. And just the gold bars, he <laughs> completely old schools. Now, what's interesting is on the catalog of songs, no Warner songs are listed in the album song inventory. So, you know, it makes some people wonder if he actually got any of the masters back officially before he died. Do Warners do the quote unquote paperwork for it? Again, the only way the remasters are going to be released when it comes to the Warner Brothers catalog is through Warner Brothers. Now, it's going to get interesting. Uh, since Universal Music Publishing owns the right to his music, but then they did before if there's going to be some ploy to buy it out from Warners, which would probably cost a lot of money. Right now, I would just stick with the assumption that all future remasters and releases for the time being are going to be released to Warner Brothers. We'll see if that changes down the road. And another thing is, is that he didn't get rid of anything like he has all his old vehicles. He still had the 84 BMW. Um, he still has the Prevost bus, which is one of his tour buses. You know, I just find it very interesting. They have the Mercedes uh, 2010 model, which is what he called Miles Davis because it was as black as Miles Davis. Stereo system in that car was really good, by the way. Um, Damn. Then Damn. it's cool to see like all the different company names through the years. Some of that were new water productions. Skip John Inc., Etrisome Enterprises, Paisley Park Television, then Tuttum Juan Fife. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, as for some of the vault tracks, some things may be named differently. Um, fans didn't always get his tracks right, the right names, and they were leaked as bootlegs. I mean, if you remember, forever, Moonbeam Levels was titled A Better Place to Die. Right. So, right. I do think there is more than what's listed. I think that's all they could inventory. If not, then it's much smaller than I thought the vault would be. Um, it's just interesting with that. But it is so much to read. I think we're going to be having to touch base on that for a few weeks just to cover it all. Yeah, I'm going to need to have yeah, some reading uh, some, on the plane uh, next time I go to Miami. So I'll, I'll have to I'll do that. Right, Definitely. And then on Monday, because we're expecting big news on Thursday, and then Londell McMillan tweeted on Monday, big week ahead. 
And what happens two days before they're going to go back to court to where uh, Bremer Trust is going to give it over to possibly Conamerica, Comerica Bank, um, if the judge rules it, if Van Jones is going to be added right, as an yeah. advisor to the estate, all these things are going on. But um, Monday, news broke of Prince's estate nearing streaming deals pegged to Grammy Night Tribute. Um, they'll possibly yes. feature The Weeknd, Rihanna, and Bruno Mars on the Grammy Tribute. So it appears that they're getting close to a deal where some of his music, not all, probably like the Warner's years, will be on Spotify and Apple Music in time for the Grammy Awards. And um, it's just interesting. Like They're talking about a likely scenario would see the TV commercial air during the Grammy broadcast following the tribute. And that makes sense. So what they're saying is, and see, like they had a Sinatra tribute from the Grammys a few years ago. Basically what they're saying is, is that they're going to have a Grammy tribute on the Grammys itself. They're asking Rihanna to be involved. They're asking The Weeknd to be involved. They're asking Bruno Mars to be involved. And none of them have gone back to what they're going to do it. <laughs> now, keep in mind, the, the Grammys are February 12th. And I understand why they're asking multiple artists to perform. Because if you remember last year, Lady Gaga did the Bowie tribute. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And it wasn't well received, even though she put her heart and soul into the performance. So maybe if they mix it over a few people, it'll do it. It, it also seems, when it comes to the Prince fans... They're kind of cool with Bruno doing it, not The Weeknd, although The Weeknd has mentioned Prince a lot uh, since his passing and that he got he got the last award that Prince presented at the American Music Awards in uh, November of 2015. So I understand what they're trying to do. And then after that Grammy tribute, there would be a commercial for, for Spotify or Apple Music or both to air announcing the deal. So it'd be not only would you get a Prince tribute, but then right at that moment when the Prince tribute happens, that commercial airs, you go on Spotify and Apple and his music would be there. Kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, too, because that's you have all the eyes on the tribute. And then, hey, everyone, guess what? Go to Spotify, go to Apple Music. Boom, it's all there. So you've got your captive audience already. So why not? Right. And this is with Warners, because you remember in 2014, he signed a two-album deal with them, right. which was for Plectrum and Artificial Age. Since then, we've seen Prince Forever with artwork that was approved by Justin Wapley. And there's supposed to be another project along with the Purple Rain remaster. Now, all this stuff about streaming music, it's kind of cool. But you have to wonder. Yeah. There's one streaming service that wasn't mentioned and it's the one right now although a lot of stuff has been pulled off of it title is not involved in uh these discussions yeah. and that's what prince wanted when he was here is he chose title over sound quality the artist got paid more money he was upset with how little spotify pays artists he's had been heavily heavily critical of apple music and what they pay and through iTunes. That's why he made up his own third iTunes website. So this is this is a problem for me. Because 
Prince did choose title. Right. When, when did he was title when did title become the bad guy? That's the weird thing. It's like everything got flipped. Is it because of the streaming rights or the the distribution rights for Universal last year? Now the the Universal signed the publishing deal and all that stuff. Jay Z was trying to make a play for it. He stepped on Londell's toes and kind of got crushed. That's why Emancipation was the first album pulled from Title. Then a lot of the music club stuff. Um, there's not as much that is on there anymore. So he basically tried to make a deal for the publishing meeting with the family when it wasn't up to them. They had a. It's only two family members that went out. It's up to all six. They did it without the estate knowing. Kind of ruffled some feathers in the family. Yeah, kind of underhanded and, when you think about it. And Londell. So you kind of pissed off some people. Um, the problem is, is that basically Title's relationship with Prince, I'm saying relationship instead of a business deal, is that it was kind of done with a handshake. You had purple picks of the week every week. The week that he passed, it was actually a clip from the Atlanta show of Black Sweat. Um, and it was co constantly, every single week, a new purple pick that Prince would actually choose would get sent to title, and they would do it. The problem is, is that if the person that made the deal isn't here, and they can't find a paper trail, kind of makes the deal null and void. Now, Prince's music is probably worth more without him being here. To us, it's always been priceless. And that's why he chose Tidal, because it paid him the most, and it was about sound. And also, it was black-owned. Right. It's a huge thing. But now, we're, we're at a conflict as fans. Um... Because we need the estate to make money now. It's kind of like Morrison Graffiti Bridge. Like we got to get, we got to get paid more money. <laughs> the estate needs money now, now. And obviously, signing deals with different streaming services brings money. And unfortunately, Prince would like his stuff to be on the best sounding streaming service that paid the most, which was Tidal. Right. But the thing is, if you sign multiple contracts with different streaming services, you get more money. A problem that I had with Title today when they filed new suits is that, you know, um, you know, in November, on behalf of Prince's Music Club, MPG Records, Bremer Trust, fought a lawsuit against Rock Nation and a Sparrow, alleging that Title was only given exclusive 90-day licensing for a newly recorded studio album titled Hit and Run, and that title committed copyright infringement was up on the streaming service. They're talking about the stuff that was released after Prince passed, like Chocolate Invasion, Slaughterhouse, yeah. All stuff that extra that nature. Stuff. All that showed up, right? Showed right. up, right? Mm -hmm. So, Espero, you know... And that, and the reason I bring up is Sparrow because that's who owns Title along with Jay Z. You know, it's basically under the name of Sparrow. But every time I say a Sparrow, just think of Title. And okay. so, first in probate court, and now in a Minnesota federal court, uh, they suggested they got more in both a written agreement and oral deals. Oral deals. Again, written agreement, which 
Bremer Trust and Londell is saying they can't find. And then also uh, Aspiro and Title are saying that there were oral deals, which is what I mean by handshake deals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so they filed an answer to the lawsuit along with Rock Nation. So now keep in mind, Title just isn't owned by Jay-Z anymore. 50% is owned by Live Nation, with the rest controlled by Jay-Z's affiliated Marcy Media. Hmm. So, hmm. you know, Live Nation was always a secret partner since 2008 for this. They put up tens of millions of dollars to partner with Jay-Z on Rock Nation. But they kind of remained silent until recently. So Jay-Z isn't the only owner of Prince's catalog anymore with this. It's 50% Live Nation, which Prince was dealing with at one time for concert shows. Now, the filing comes at a pretty bad time. You know, with representatives from Prince's estate negotiating different distribution deals and streaming deals with Apple and Spotify. And they're trying to get it in time for the February 17th Grammy Awards. And again, I'm saying the estate needs money now. If Tidal kind of wins this round, it delays stuff, and then the estate can't get money that it desperately needs. Is Tidal going to put up this money while this is going on, that they'd be making off over Spotify and Apple Music? Maybe if they were, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they added this, which there's truth to, you know, with a long-established course of dealing between Mr. Nelson, meaning Prince, and Aspero, plaintiffs were fully aware that Aspero would proceed to offer Mr. Nelson's work based on his promises, and plaintiffs reasonably expected or should have expected Aspero to rely on these promises and to expend time, effort, and money to bring Mr. Nelson's work to the public. Acting in accordance with the long-established course of dealing, Aspero justify, justifiably rely on these promises. Again, when they're saying promises, it's just an interesting word, yeah. way of saying yeah. that it was an oral agreement. It was a handshake deal. Right. And now those aren't right. legally no. binding. So I'm, what's the deal? Right. And another problem that I have is that they're trying to say that MPG Records doesn't have the right to shop his songs around, that it belongs to them. That's when I have the problem. That yeah. you're trying to say that his record company, his publishing company, doesn't have the right to allow Universal to try to get them the best deal. That's my problem. This whole thing is... It's such conflict because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we need the estate to get more money. We need these things to happen. Look, I'm not a streaming guy. I know a lot of fans join title because that's who Prince chose and they'd be losing a lot of money if he left. However, <sighs> let this be a lesson. Everybody get a will have a will. So, what you really want to be done gets done because it's so difficult right now. He chose title for the sound and for these other things, but you know, Prince wasn't going to stay with them forever. Prince is going to do what was gonna, going to get him the best deal. And at the time playing to the facts was title being black owned. This whole thing of live nation owning 50% is something that just came to light, you know, so who knows if he did know that or didn't know that, but we have to do what's in the best interest of the estate. I do think the title should have gotten a fair share at getting the rights, but I think by pissing off Bremer Trust and Londell, it kind of ruined anything of them wanting to work with Jay-Z, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if you think that's it, 
but wait, there's more. Right. There's always more, right? <laughs> now, today, Prince's estate um, awarded merchandising rights to Universal Music. So not only does Universal own the publishing rights of Prince's catalog, they now own the official merchandising. Now, and global what that means to me is, right? Global, which is, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. What that means to me as well is all these items you see on Facebook where the rock is um, photoshopped yeah. with, with a photo supporting Prince and then Johnny Depp. Yep. Like these Seen people those. that fall. <laughs> and then these people that make these shirts ripping off Steve Park's designs and other things. Mm-hmm. That's going to go by the wayside. Now... Bravado, which is a part of Universal Music Group, their unit is going to get exclusive control over his image for merchandising and branding. Now, you know, they're going to work with the estate of Prince Rogers Nelson to manage retail and licensing of the brand. Uh, the meal was day by, made by compliment on Macmillan. I know people on Twitter immediately said, how, how will this affect Paisley Park selling merchandise? If they're working with the estate, it's not going to affect it at all. Right. You will see is that possibly this is possibly guys and it's not going to be happening next week or anything. You may see some deals like say in in America. Um, I don't know in other countries they have something like a hot topic. They may have agreements to sell some old school print shirts there. They're exclusive to there that you may not get at Paisley Park. Same with Target. You know, at one time in 1990, Prince almost had a merchandising deal with JCPenney, but that didn't happen. Now, I just hope that they get the quality of shirts right, because some shirts at Hot Topic, like the wrestling shirts, it's it's not the best material. Some of the DC and Marvel ones that they sell, that's better material. It's a thinner shirt. The thinner the shirt, the better the quality. You just got to kind of like turn the shirt inside out, wash it on cold so the image doesn't go away. That's what I do with my shirts that are years old and it stays. Now these other shirts, they're thicker quality. After a couple washes, they're kind of ruined. I know that some people have been complaining about Paisley and some of their shirts are thicker quality and they like the image. That's why... um, that one baseball shirt, they have, they're sold out of the Purple Rain right now. But they sell the 1999 one. That's a little bit more expensive, but the quality of the shirt is better and it's thinner. So basically, if you're seeing the $30 shirts at Paisley Park, those are better quality of the $20 shirts. You're going to get what you pay for. Now, in time, will we see better quality? Absolutely. As I've been saying, Paisley is doing everything they can. Um Trevor Guy, all of them, you keep hearing about it. Like the tour, the tours are getting a little bit better. They remove the urn from where it was, put it in a different place. You know, they're they're listening to you guys. It takes time and they have to make money. So that's what we're going on. I think this week on Friday night, it's DJ Link in the mix. I don't know what they're gonna be showing on Saturday yet, but let's give them time, you know, and Try to support it when you can. I know that it's expensive, but again, it's what I've been saying is that you need to kind of help out the estate. It needs a lot of money to make sure that the government and other people don't get a fire sale on it. Right. And right. I do like what Universal is saying. You know, I mean, I just wonder, because like with Kanye and other places that are here with us, they'll have like pop-up stores like for a day. I wonder if we're going to get 
some Prince stores like that. Yeah, and I, you know I mean, they worked also with Justin Bieber, so you might get some pretty good representation from their side. Hopefully, their side. Yeah, you just had to bring up Bieber. <laughs> That's what a former a former co-host used to do. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, with Universal, like they have this thing. Brent said such a unique and amazing sense of fashion and style. So it's very important for us to follow that and come up with different product lines. So maybe it'll be different than Bieber. You know, of, of course, if your girls want stuff, that's awesome. Um, they said that we need to work with the best of the best. We've got some really cool ideas. Um I don't want to say anything yet. We'll get into it, but they're gonna have some. They're gonna have some good people working on it. They're going to try to do the best that they can do and get the right minds behind it. That's all I'll say for right now. And and of course, the last line, like in every freaking thing, they got to bring up his passing. Like we already get, we already know. Just stop it. Yeah. But yeah. that's pretty huge, man. Like it, that's big. We're gonna get some really good stuff. I hope. Right. He came close to like in 2004 to having more stuff at Hot Topic. There was a Purple Rain shirt at one time. I did check with them because after they started carrying some musicology tour books, um, they were supposed to get a 1999 shirt in in February of 2005 that never materialized. Now, another thing that I'm just going to put out there for anyone that's listening to Bravado or whatnot, um, in 2007, along with Ruth, um, his assistant at the time. Um, she kind of wanted me to pull out like his best images that would be great for shirts and iconic images of him. Some were used for his 21 night stand in London in 2007. There was others that were prototypes that haven't came out, but they were on the thin shirt quality that I'm talking about. Probably American Apparel would be a little bit more expensive, but there were certain things that were made, that were discussed, that I'm aware of because we we're trying to do retro stuff, which obviously now everything is retro. So if I can help out with that in any way, you guys know where to find me, and I'd be glad to help, and that's how we'll go with it. Now... Chris, we're kind of preparing for like some pretty big news later on Thursday and Friday. Thursday with the estate ruling and with Van Jones, if he's going to be involved versus going to be Londell. Right. Then Friday, we have the freaking divorce papers getting unsealed. Thanks a lot, Star Tribune. You know? Yeah. Just, it kind of sucks because like before, I had a pretty good relationship with the Star Tribune, but kind of since I've been kind of rough on them, that's why I wasn't part of their year end stuff, even though they've, contact me over the years like i have no ill will but the thing is is like i gotta have his back in it you know would it be nice to be in your paper and get media and more attention sure but the thing is is that i can't do it and there's been no real apology for trying to unseal the divorce documents and i know what they're looking for they were trying to look for freaking drug use and other things trying to see if manuela brought it up she didn't but now his public business is going to be out there that we really didn't need to know, you know, finding out how much money that she got paid and how much money that went to in a perfect world, which by the way, oh, didn't yeah. she just oh. make another school, Chris? Yeah, that's right. Um, she just opened a second school and this one is the first one that was actually made with 
all of the fans' contributions. So this is in honor of Prince, and it's all funded by the fans. And that's just that's pretty cool when you think about that. And this is what I'm hearing, that a majority of the money that she got in the settlement was made for stuff like this. I think her candle line at one point, which also went to In a Perfect World, um, and now for the schooling. So a lot of this stuff that she was given in settlements was basically done for charitable and her charity work. You know, I personally feel that she was she was hurt. Um, divorcing him, mm-hmm. I think she to get him where where it hurts. But then it gets to a point of why do I need all this? Let me do something good with it. And that's when she just decides to start doing more charitable work and stuff like that. We'll see what comes of the divorce documents. I'm sure we all say that we're going to ignore it. But then if I don't post it, then people are going to upset at me not posting it. So we'll figure something out. On to other news. Um, They're doing kind of like at Yale University, Chris. um, Yep. It's in Bowie Conference. So they're doing a a pretty cool thing. Yale University uh, from January 25th to 28th. um, It's going to be a free multidisciplinary conference celebrating the legacies of David Bowie and Prince. It's called Black Star Rising and the Purple Rain. Um, It's pretty crazy for free you're gonna have vip speakers including quest love solange knowles kimbra saxophonist donnie mccaslin and sheila e believe it or not so and there's some other people too pretty amazing for free so i like that am powers is in the mix who's that i like I'm that familiar i'm familiar with am powers. In the mix. am powers interviewed him a couple of times during the lotus flower era era She's a very respected journalist, in my opinion. Um, We have talked before. She didn't want me to be part of that slave trade DVD that came out, and I wasn't a part of it, which is a huge mistake that had Alan Leeds and Michael B. and a few other people on it. Um, She's very respected, and um, I look forward to that. I believe I know Greg Tate by social media, um, that's really about it. But I'm more so on the Alan Powers and Alan Light trip. Alan Light's always been a big Prince fan. He did write a book, um, entitled "Let's Go Crazy," about the Purple Rain era. Just only that, focusing on it. So, it should be quite interesting for them to bring knowledge not only to Bowie, <coughs> excuse me, but a Prince as well. So, so hopefully that gets reported and be. Online, yeah. Huh? I, I was sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, if you're in the neighborhood of Yale uh, in a couple weeks on January 25th through 28th, that looks like something to really check out. Okay, can can we can we do a little bit of a humble humble brag for a little bit, Chris? Oh, you mean speak, talking about speaking the, stuff <laughs> our neighborhood? Good lord! If you're on the West Coast, if you're in Southern California, anywhere near in. Uh, on the weekend of the 20th, what is it, the 20th, 19th? 19th, the 19th. It all starts on the 19th. Doc, drop it on us. What, what are we having in the purple world that we can celebrate here? <laughs> Good God. Now, keep in mind, I'm not going to all of this. <laughs> we will be at all of these, right? Between you and me, we're going to try to attend all of these shows. 
Sure. <laughs> so we will have um, some good feedback afterwards. Princess on the 19th is playing in LA. Okay, hold on. I got to write all this down. I'm going to make notes so I can map out my whole weekend, okay? Okay, Princess. Okay, go ahead. With Maya and Gretchen uh, doing songs like Darling Nikki and a few other things. Um, They're a Prince cover band that Prince liked. Then the same night, but later in the night, so we can attend it, Adrian Cutchfield won the MPD horns. And friend of the podcast who's been on before. And he's going to be on again. (laughs) Well, after all of this or during all of this, Adrian, the night that Princess is playing later in the night, so you you can attend both shows. Princess is starting at 830. Adrian takes the stage at 1145 at the Mint in L.A. You know, and he's like, man, the people he's playing with are some crazy fools. He's like, you're going to you're going to love it. You need to be there. And I'm like, dude, you know it. My girl will be in town. We'll be going to it for sure. For sure. Now, I'm trying to get to the name of his band, but right now that stuff's not loading for me, so that's great. I think it was so, X, yeah, Prince was it X-Band? Night. I, I don't know why I remember saying his X-Band or something like that. Maybe not. I'm going through everything right now. It's back by the X-Men. X-Men. There we go. Oh, so close. With special guests, the Queen's Guard featuring Blanche J. So, Princess 830, Adrian 1145. And that's Thursday. Then, right, the 19th. That's okay. Friday the 20th, you got Izzo from Boy Trouble from Plectrum Electrum. My favorite track on the whole album, let me tell you. From Echoplex. My girl hit me to that. I didn't know that they were playing. Um, she was trying to see them in Portland. And tickets were already gone, so I snatched them up. We talked about it, how she got, she's got to get on an earlier flight so I can catch all these shows. So I got tickets for Izzo, and then, kind of like an hour later, though, the time is playing somewhere in L.A. at the Saban Theater. Yep, yep, I'll be there. Well, I'll, I'll be there. Is, I'll be uh, there with Izzo. my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then. 11.30 at the Mint, Ida Nielsen is going to be playing the Mint LA. So Crazy. two nights back-to-back, MP, former MPG members playing at the Mint LA. Make sure to bring extra money so you can support Adrian CDs and Ida CDs, which she will be selling at the show, both of them, and those are peer-to-peer distribution. So you only get them through peer-to-peer or in person. Please make sure to bring enough money to get their CDs and support them. Absolutely. And then you have Saturday to recover. There won't be any NFL games on, you know, we'll probably go see hidden figures or moonlight or both. Some of us Um, may be downtown seeing Jodeci, but you know, we'll see. Now that you mentioned that I may have to look into tickets for that. (laughs) So we may not have a down night, but Sunday night at Los Globos, Mono Neon is going to be doing a set. Oh my god! With a bunch of other acts. What time does he go on? There, it's no time. He's with a bunch of other acts. Man, no. Yeah. So right now, so far, I have five gigs I'm attending next weekend. (laughs) Five. 
There might be more. Good lord. We may we may not get get breaks. If I didn't need sleep. How funky would it be if for somehow some way there was an after show somewhere with Mono Neon, Adrian and Ida just somewhere with with um Maya Rudolph on vocals. That's my fantasy. I know it won't happen, but that's pretty cool. That's why when we're at Princess, we got to talk with Maya and Gretchen and then see if they have babysitters late that night so they can go check out Adrian. No kidding. We're going to eat it next night. You know? Can't wait. It's going to be such a fun time. LA's got it going on. And then this Saturday night at Los Globos, stares up David Bowie and Prince Night, where it's nothing but Bowie and Prince music for $5 before 10, y'all. I know that they're playing the Bay Area the following week. I think it's a little bit, but get up on it, LA. You know, instead of a Prince and MJ night, it'll be a Prince and Bowie night. They call it Prince versus Bowie or Bowie versus Prince. I don't do that. Prince didn't like that when it was Prince versus MJ parties. So I call it a Prince and Bowie party. But um, I'm going to have fun. We're going to be back with you guys in a couple of days. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. There was just so much news going on that we felt we couldn't wait till Thursday with even more news going on. So this like will be what holds you over to that time. We're kind of like your support group. I try to answer <laughs> as many questions with you guys through Twitter today. So, and that's why I had to contact Chris and go like, dude, we got to do a show tonight. I need you to get a little bit less sleep. So I want to thank Chris uh, for coming through, for doing this show with me. I was on him a little bit to make it happen. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, it's all good, man. Hey, and while we're at it, one last thing. Can we say happy birthday to Bobby Z? So happy birthday, Bobby, Bobby Z. Bobby, hit me 20 times. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know hit me 32 counting. times. Hit what me 55 I, times. I love that he would do that, and you could just see in the band members' faces them counting 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, man. A lot they of stuff going on. This is fun. In, yeah. Uh, for those of you in Vegas in a couple of weeks going to a private event, I'm going to hate you. I, I can't say what it is. Chris will talk about it off air. What? Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. I can't. I don't want to ruin it. I heard it. I'm not happy about it. So I want other people not to be happy about it. <laughs> but if if you bring the show on tour, Ooh. I'll be really happy. Oh, We're already having a bad mojo this week. So let's try to make the most of it. Positive 2017. But I'm hoping for this tour to happen and not just at private Vegas. Okay. <laughs> so again, happy yeah. birthday, Bobby Z. Does that have anything to do with that? Maybe. Okay, we'll take it off air. We'll take it off. No. Air. Okay. No. All right. No. But hey, if you're getting paid, you're getting paid. That's right. That's all. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As soon as that event happens, or it's public knowledge, we'll talk about it. But. A lot to concentrate on right now. We have a lot coming up in the next couple of days. Thank you so much for being our support system as we are yours. 
want to keep it going. I'm trying to push Chris to the max to do a few shows a week. <laughs> and we'll see uh, how it goes on. Let us know how the sound is, you guys. We appreciate it. We're always trying different things. Much love. We will be back shortly with you guys. You're going to be annoyed by our voices if you aren't already, like my haters are. More annoyed. Yeah. There you go. Right. Much love, everyone. Keep it funky. See you soon. Yeah.